thing and uh, welcome to Race Industry Now, the weekly webinar series from EPR Trade presented to you by ARP, Performance Plus Global Logistics, PIC, ShopMonkey, and Fifth Third Bank Motorsports. I am Francisque Savignan, the founder and CEO of EPR Trade, the global platform for the performance and racing industry. This is episode 354. And we're going to be hosting CP Carrillo and talk about pistons. With me this morning are Judy Kin, the co-founder of EPAR Trade, and our wonderful host, Mr. Brad Gilly. Judy? Thank you, Francisque, and thank you everyone for joining today. I'm excited to have CP Carrillo on today. They, the Calvert brothers, pretty much launched their business when I started at PRI 25 years ago. And it's been so fun to watch them grow in all the different forms of racing and OEM and marine. I mean, they're just involved in everything. You always see them at the races and their facility is wonderful. Just took a tour about three months ago out here in Irvine and they are so organized. I mean, I'm just impressed. So I'm excited to hear all that they've got going on today. So Brad. Well, I'm excited too. And thank you very much, Judy. Thank you very much, Francis. Uh, really appreciate this and uh, certainly looking forward to the next several Wednesdays and as well as Race Industry Week coming up uh, at the end of November, beginning of December as well. So it should be a lot of fun. Thank you. Awesome. I well, let's... Oh, go ahead, Francis. Sorry. No, no, I think, I, I think we got our guest on. So carry on, Brad. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, today's topic, Piston Development on and Off the Track by CP Carrillo. And joining us as panelists today, Brian Moreland, Engineering Manager at CP Carrillo, and Joey Gross, owner of Gross Racing Engines. And as always, if you have a question at any time during our conversation, feel free to type it into the chat. We'll get as many questions answered as we possibly can. And really looking forward to talking about this as well. And uh, Brian, let me start with you. I know we had a great little conversation yesterday and really looking forward to our topic, uh, but kind of give us an overview of some of the things that we're going to be talking about here today. Yeah, uh, we're just going to go over some of the things that we handle at the racetrack, how we facilitate ourselves as a company with the customer, uh, the relationships that we build, and the way that we can evaluate the parts uh, pre and post run scenario, and uh, how it goes with customers like Joey. Well, Joey, let's uh, talk about you for a second. Give us a little bit about your background. And, and let me preface this by saying that Brian was bragging on you in the biggest way and the facility that you have and all the options and tools that you have at your disposal as well. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys inviting me here. Um, basically, you know, I've been involved with racing since I was a kid. My uh, dad got me involved in uh, probably early 90s. We opened our first speed shop. He'd been racing since the early 80s in pro stock, drag boats, that sort of thing. And uh, we've kind of just built the business up over the years and turned it into what it is today. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Well, Brian, let's talk about um, being right there involved in racing because uh, we are definitely talking to racers as well. And the benefit of actually attending races as an internal engine component manufacturer. You guys are out there. Yeah, we are. Um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be able to attend a variety of races. We've got uh, quite a few staff members that attend races as well we try to sprinkle that amongst all the different uh, markets that we cater to so whether it be supercross boat racing tractor pull um, road racing and everything in between 
Um, we've got a little bit of everything going on here. We've got a diverse portfolio. We are able to manufacture everything from two stroke to four stroke, um, rather large and small components, pistons and rods. And um, I mean, basically the, the benefit of going out to the racetrack is to be able to establish yourself be known uh, as a company that, that is able to go out there and provide a service to the customer and show them that you can make an improvement and, and prove it by bringing the information back to the company and making the changes that they're looking to have made and, and walk them through the process and be an integral part of the process and communicate throughout the whole stream of, of manufacturing changes that we make. You know, uh, just curious, um, when we start talking about the customer base as well as, uh, you know, going to the racetrack, um, you know, your customers, uh, the end user, obviously, is the racer itself, but customers are people like Joey and people who build racing engines as well. Um, how much of a balance do you find there? The people that you're talking to, are these the people driving the race cars? Are these the people building the engines? A little bit of both. How does that work? Uh, it's, it's definitely both. Um, when the company was first founded, it was primarily driven through distribution. And we had, uh, you know, you, you were either engine builders or distributors. Um, as things changed and, and we, uh, we still go and prefer to go through our distribution channels. But at the end of the day, you do need to have offerings for people to go ahead and click on a link and be able to buy your product. And, uh, who you speak with at the racetrack could be either or. Sometimes a guy like Joey might be the person who is a distributor who builds the engine and drives the car. So it really depends on which, which team you're working with because you can, you can deal with any of those combinations. Well, Joey, tell us about your relationship with CP and just how that works, especially as it relates to literally being out there in the field and being able to see what goes on and uh, and yeah. sometimes coming off the track and having things very top of mind. Yeah, so my relationship started probably 25 years ago with uh, running into uh, Snake at uh, Phoenix. Uh, we were at a, a circle track race and uh he just was getting the business started. Uh, it was cool having those guys there. And, and that's how I got started with them and actually sitting in the, uh, at the racetrack kind of started our relationship and, um, having them at the races is a big help because, uh, like Brian said, I build engines and I also drive our pro stock car. So we get to be, um, involved with both parts of it, having them there, they can help, um, see what we got going. I can explain to them what we're looking for. And then we can go back and do the design work with Brian. And we work back and forth really well together on a lot of that. So that's helpful. Yeah, that that's awesome. And that's really neat. You know, Brian, um, you know, first let's start at that level and actually helping a customer in the field. You know, how do you determine what you can actually do to help a customer when you're in the field? Well, it has a lot to do with the, with the type of racing that you're dealing with. Um, you know, obviously we're talking with Joey today. So if we cater towards the drag racing segment in this conversation, it's a little bit easier because things are happening quickly. People are tearing engines apart regularly, um, depending on, you know, what class of racing you're talking about. At the end of the day, 
you do get an opportunity to grab some parts that have been used, have them in your hand, uh, take a look at the engines when they're torn down, uh, and really get a touch and feel for what's going on. And that allows you a really good opportunity to get a grasp on what the customer is looking for and what's being done in the engine. And then we can analyze used parts and we can measure them when we get back to the facility. And then we can always duplicate that in our software and try to come up with some ways of, of remedying situations that may, uh, may need a little bit of tweaking. Yeah, and, 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 and while we're on that topic, you know, it's one thing to look and see exactly what's happening right there in the field at the racetrack where people are, and they're actually using the product right then, but then getting it back to the facility. Now you've gathered a bunch of information. Um, maybe you took some of the parts back with you, depending on how things go. What happens once you get back and, uh, and you start developing better products? Well, um, for instance, one of the things that we've done with Joey is we'll, we'll take his uh, cylinder head and we'll put it up on the CMM and we'll scan it. Uh, let me see if I can share these with you here. Uh, I'm not sure if you can see that. We can't yet. Oh, there we go. Now it's sharing. So this, this would be an example of a cylinder head where we got from him. Uh, and we were putting that on the CMM. A lot of people use laser technology nowadays to, to scan with, but what we've found is that we have a variety of CMMs that we've had in the facility for years, and so we utilize that technology because we've got it at our fingertips already, and then basically um, we'll take that information and we'll reverse engineer it, and if you could see that piston now. Yes, sir. Um, so we'll generate a, a file for, for the cylinder head or the chamber, and we'll come up with a dome profile for it, and we'll make sure that it fits real well, and then we'll, we'll generate all the rest of the geometry of the piston based on his needs and what he's looking for. Um, and there's other, there's other things that we take into consideration, too, that, you know, there's balance and certain compression ratios and then we we do certain things like uh mirror the the bottom side of the valve onto the piston itself and uh try to replicate that onto the onto the piston and make sure that he gets the maximum amount of volume in the piston that he can um in order to uh get him where he's trying to go and try to make a better part and open and unshroud areas of the part so that he can have it perform better than it did before. Wow. So, so for a guy like Joey, who is literally making his own cylinder heads, it, now we're talking a custom set of pistons matched to exactly what he's building based on the 3D modeling that you can, re can create by scanning them? Uh, definitely. And I mean, Joey can elaborate a little bit more on how customized those things are. I mean, he's prided himself on manifold and cylinder head design and technology for quite some time. Uh, Joey, maybe you could touch a little bit on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, that's one of the new Rottler machines we have, uh, five axis, we're able to, um, you know, do a lot of design work and, and machine billet heads, uh, castings things like that but one of the cool things about working with brian is we can do a lot of dyno testing racing 
Um, for instance, we have some DRCE2, DRCE3 uh, engines, and the different block water is a little different between the DRCE2 and 3. So the design of the piston has to be different. And if we don't, we'll have some scuffing going on. And we've learned that early on. So a lot of the cool stuff about um, what they're able to do is just what Brian said is, uh, you know, we'll run a part on the dyno or race it even, take it off, uh, send it in. We can see where there's some issues. We'll change it, put it back on the dyno, actually see power gains. And, um, and that really helps us move forward in, in other uh, stuff as far as for customers and things like that. So we're basically uh, doing the design on our own stuff and then being able to pass it on to our customer, which is, uh, you know, just longevity for them and, and more power. That's incredible. Joey, g give us an idea. You know, I mean, if we go back to the eighties and nineties and uh, you know, trial and error and all of those, oh. other things, how much, how much quicker and how much money can you save doing it the way you guys are doing it now? Well, a lot of time and money. So, you know, in the eighties, you know, the technology on machining wasn't where it was today. So at that point, we used to cut our own ring lands and pistons. We would get uh, pistons with no rings in them, no domes done. We would uh, spend countless hours. I mean, probably two, three weeks uh, machining pistons to get them to where today you can call and order them and they can come right out of the machine with the ring lands straighter than we ever could get them. Um, so time-wise, it's, it's a big plus. And, um, you know, as far as a better product uh, out of what they're able to do with machines today, as they said earlier, the facility and the machines that they have at CP is just unreal. So that's a big help. That's incredible. Um, are you guys even at a point, you know, it, it, let's just say you take a set of heads from, from Joey himself. And, you know, you talked about how you scan them. Could you take CAD drawings of his, you know, if he has them that way, or maybe whatever the, uh, you know, yeah. whatever you didn't put into the CNC, say to, uh, you know, start making your heads. Could you go from those files and not even actually have to have the hard product to start doing this? Yes, definitely. That's one yeah. of the benefits of the technology nowadays is that you don't even have to have the the product itself that you could share it through an email, you know, remotely and, and you could have file transfer done that way too. Um, since Joey and I are in California, you know, it's it's a little bit easier, but if you're shipping it across the country or what have you, then that makes it a little bit different. But um you know, it never hurts to have the product in your hand, but it's not always necessary. Um, when we're trying to dial it in to the 10th degree and make sure that it's as tight as we can get it, um, just with all the assumptions of a CAD model and all the other things involved, um, you know, you got to be really careful and clear about what those offsets and, and how that geometry is drawn. So, um that's why you know we utilize the actual cylinder head for him most of the time but yes we do it off of cad files uh, very frequently that is really really cool well well then let's talk about um you know the end result you know obviously joey develops ahead you guys are going to customize some pistons for it how do you determine if uh what the developed product is that it actually produced the intended improvements well, like he said earlier, you know, he's got a handful of different ways of doing that. He, he's got dyno facilities and he's got, uh, he does a lot of testing in, in his boats in order to verify the, the engine programs prior to putting it in the, the car. 
Um, so maybe Joey, you can touch a little bit on how you in, integrate the, the boat in the, in the car world. Yeah, so basically um, we do a lot of development in the drag boat world and, and car stuff, but uh, because we can run our own boat and car, we can do a lot of the design and testing on the dyno, put it in our own personal stuff, see the results, and then and then kind of go from there. Um, a lot of times, again, like I said earlier, we'll, we'll uh, run them, take them apart, check them out. If we see something we don't like, or maybe the leak down isn't as good or things like that, then we can um, send it back to, to Brian. They'll scan them and do their thing, check them out. And if we see that we need to make a change, that's what we'll do. Some of the stuff now, too, that we're able to do in-house uh, from from Brad Lagman at QMP is they've got some measuring uh, stuff uh, that we're doing um, that really helps out with, with that. Uh, they've got an MC1 um, machine that will we're, he's currently working on being able to measure ring lands and uh, piston shapes and things like that that we can keep an eye on. And along with sending it to Brian so that they, you know, they can keep track of it, see what they want to change or what they're happy with as well. That's incredible. That That's really cool. I uh, do want to remind anyone who's viewing us live right now, if you do have a question for either Brian or Joey uh, or for both of them, feel free to type it into the chat and we'll certainly answer as many questions as you can have. You know, Brian, I, I we can see obviously how this relationship that you guys have with engine builders and being able to uh, really develop pistons uh, at an incredible rate and develop what the customer wants is a huge benefit. But let's talk about CP Carrillo and why the processes you feel are better than what else is out there in the market? Yeah, um, you know, when this company was founded, I was working for another company and I was blessed to have an opportunity to, to come in here and be one of the first people to design a piston and not be on the phone. Um, I think we were somewhere around 40-ish employees at the time and we're up to about 200 now. So um, with what we've learned in such a short amount of time and the acquisitions that we've got um, under our belt with Carrillo connecting rods and Arius pistons, and then also uh, making our sportsman line, the bullet racing piston line, as well as OEM manufacturing, uh, there's been quite a steep learning curve. We've We've learned a lot um, in racing, and then we've learned a lot in OEM that we're allowed to trickle over into the other side of the company. So as we've developed our OEM relationships and, and we've got opportunities to capitalize on, on market share there, we've been able to uh, start utilizing some of that knowledge on, on the racing side. Um, and it's been very beneficial, um, whether it's manufacturing approaches, measuring approaches, um, there's a variety of things that we're doing. Um, we started off by utilizing CMMs, coordinate measuring machines on, on all of our stuff for, for, it's a contact measuring solution. And then now we're going to a lot of air gauging uh, so, um, we, we've been learning how to do that. We've got a little bit of robotics involved, uh, and then the way that we process the parts and the way that we analyze the parts and our involvement with, uh, Pankle engine systems and our mother company is also a big part in what we do. So 
between all of those things, it's been uh, quite a lot of uh, great opportunities for us to to bring those in house and and really give our customers the best thing that we can offer. Yeah, you mentioned the word knowledge, and that's exactly what was floating around in my head, thinking the amount of knowledge that's coming into the company, which in turn is uh, getting returned to the customers as well in all of the product development. It's uh, it's pretty incredible the different things you see, I would imagine. Uh, definitely. I mean, the whole point of all of it is to give whatever we can to the customer, right? So that's why going to the racetrack and developing parts it's exciting for us. We learn and anything that we can do to provide our customers with a better part is, is our number one goal. So uh, that's why I think that the company has grown so much in such a short amount of time. And obviously there's a lot of companies out there doing what we do, but I think through the service and the different technologies that we offer, it's just uh, a little bit more of a benefit to, to be on our team than others. Yeah, that is really cool. You know, Joey, um, as we're talking about this too, and, and we talked about, uh, you know, the 80s, 90s way of doing things versus the, the today way of doing things. And I, I would imagine if I'm putting myself in the end user situation, you know, someone's coming to me saying, hey, I have this really cool new thing. And I would have to wonder, well, am I about to be the test sled for this really cool thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and now the way you guys are developing it, I mean, we're talking about by the time it gets to the end user and what seems to be a very quick manner, I'm not the test sled. I'm, I'm like final development and that got the latest, newest thing in my car. Correct. Yeah. And that's one of the cool things too. I want to touch a little bit on what Brian was just talking about uh, them as a company. So, you know, they have the bullet series pistons along with uh, the CP and areas and, and, What's cool about that is not only do we do a lot of race engines, we do a lot of street engines and, and uh, sportsman classes that guys don't have a lot of money to go, you know, spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on engines. That's where the bullet series comes in. And, and we're, we're able to take those pistons. Uh, they're a little more affordable, but still have all the design benefits that, that we've done and Brian and, and CP uh, and it's affordable for them. And, like we were talking, you know, stuff in the eighties and nineties, that, that bullet series is still a way better part than even we were able to do back in, in, in that era. So it, it's kind of cool to see that they are trying to cater to every racer, every street racer, every, uh, you know, hot rodder weekend uh, user type thing. And, and that's, what's really neat about their company is that they kind of cater to everything. Yeah, that, that's really cool. You know, Brian, talking about the growth of the company and everything. I mean, uh, you know, look, uh, I, I'm sure a lot of people are watching who are business owners themselves as well. And everybody knows that absolutely you have to go out there and find new business. But the core of it are your repeat customers. And yeah. Uh, yeah, supporting those racers, supporting the customers and making sure they come back. Uh, how do yeah. you manage that? Well, that's that's exactly it. Um, you know, having good quality parts is going to keep everybody coming back if you're going to have a lot of failures um of course even if customers come back to me they're going to request that they don't want certain parts but with uh, cp Carrillo, you know they've stood behind everything we've had zero issues with them um and we're able to work through those and that just benefits them on uh the everyday stuff as well and and helps customers want to keep coming back that's awesome. Brian, do you want to expand on that a little bit too, as far as uh, the type of support that you offer the racers to make sure they keep coming back? 
Yeah, I think one thing that uh, a lot of customers have realized through dealing with us is that we're very transparent. Um, obviously, things don't always go perfect in the world of racing, and there's a lot of variables involved, and, and oftentimes you'll get parts back, and you got to figure out what happened. And uh, even though Joey said that, you know, we don't really have a lot of problems, we, we have had situations where, you know, things have failed and we got to lay them on the table and we got to get some microscopes involved and we got to get some lab work done and we we've got to really investigate what the primary or root cause of the failure was um, whether that's our component or something that happened in the engine it doesn't really matter at the end of the day it's the amount of effort and the and the transparency that you put into that uh, effort and conversation to make sure that, you know, you're giving the customer as much information about what happened and uh, everybody's on the same page so that you can move forward and, and try to produce something better than you did before um, or let them understand why it happened and, and feel comfortable with providing a similar component again, even after uh, they may have had a failure. Because if it wasn't something that happened on on our end, then it's you still have to go through that loop, and you still have to determine what exactly caused it, and make sure that everybody's on the same page. Yeah, for sure. And and what a great time of year, by the way, to be having these conversations about development. Because as we sit here, almost to October, I know a lot of people are thinking about 2024 and what they're going to be doing in the off season to prepare for that. A lot of people are thinking for, you know, some of the big off season, big money shows, uh, you know, whether it be in circle track racing, drag racing or whatever, you know, super regional events and different things like that. Um, and, and one of the questions people have too, especially when they're thinking about something like this and really going a full custom route, uh, the questions do start to come up. How long, how much? When we start to talk about development, what are some of the turnaround times here? And when we start to talk about going this route, you know, what is the cost say versus if I was just looking for something that, you know, I could click on a button, say, give me eight of those. Yeah, for, for turnaround time, it just depends on if there's reverse engineering involved, you know, are you sending a cylinder head? Are you sending a CAD file? Are you ordering a job that you've had from us before uh, with some changes? Uh, on average, right now, I'd say we're somewhere between four and eight weeks, uh, just depending on which component we're talking about and uh, the complexity of it. Um, you know, there's a variety of complex things that come into it, whether it's a billet, if it's got 3D underhead milling, uh, reverse engineering, um, so on and so forth. It really just comes down to spindle time. Uh, for cost, basically, if you're looking at a bullet piston versus a total custom pro stock part, uh, it could be three times the amount for a custom pro stock type part, and it could be twice the amount for uh, of a bullet part to a regular custom part that we manufacture. Uh, that puts you somewhere between 700 to $1,400, just depending on what we're talking about. And then somewhere between four and eight weeks, roughly. 
Yeah, well, I, I'm always a big believer of the right tool for the job. And if uh, <laughs> if you're going to invest what you're doing in racing, then uh, I would definitely want to have the best for sure. O on your end, Joey, you know, what are you telling racers today who are already starting to talk about next year? Or am I even too late for some of those big off-season shows? Yeah, so, you know, during COVID periods, you know, those times were 12, 14 weeks. And so we were trying to really push customers uh, – most of the racing's done in November. Um, we were pushing customers, hey, if we don't get stuff ordered right then, we we're going to be lucky to make February. But uh, now with the, um, you know, four to eight weeks, uh, we're, we're still pushing customers to get them in right away. Uh, and we're, we're pretty good on being able typical most of the stuff that, like Brian said, that they're not having to redesign. Um, they can get out usually about six weeks, it seems like, here lately. So that's a big help. Yeah, that's huge. That's a big deal. All right. Yeah. Uh, we do, uh, have a couple of questions coming in from the chat. And uh, let's see, Jim Shelton, as a fellow racer in the boat world, I appreciate Joey and Brian for all they do showing up to the races, which, again, we talked about that earlier, just how important that is. Uh, Joey goes up and beyond for his customers, and because of him, the products at CP Carrillo. I broke records and stayed at the top of my class. My program would be nowhere without these. So not really a question, but certainly an endorsement for everything <laughs> we're talking about. So congratulations to you two. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, you know, we're we're big fans of of boat racing, and uh, a lot of it has to do with Joey as well. So Joey's he's got his hands all in the mix there. I'm I'm very fortunate because all my work is done by the time I get to the track. But guys like Joey are still working hard and getting dirty when they get out there. So um, you know, it, it goes both ways. That's really cool. Uh, another question says, is the seven to $1,400 a per piston assembly or per set of eight pistons? That's just a rough estimate on a, on a eight cylinder set for a bullet being the low end and then a custom piston being the high end. Okay. Yeah. Which was that definitely sounds uh, very much in line for sure. Um, Brian, let's talk about some of the new technology and improvements that you're making uh, in your company. Some of the other things that CP Carrillo is doing these days. Yeah. Like we talked about earlier, um, we're trying to change the way that we're measuring parts. Um, we're, we're trying to become uh, better at manufacturing the parts we're trickling in some of the ideology of the of the OEM manufacturing into the racing segment, and we're trying to do the operations that mean the most uh, without altering the part at the very end, which we have been doing all along. Uh, but there's always room for improvement. So. Uh, some of the other things that we're incorporating in 2024 are going to be. Uh, shaping the wrist pin bore a little bit more often uh, that specifically started on OEM and motorcycle racing where we analyze the loads in the wrist pin bore and we look at the deformation of the wrist pin under load and we try to replicate that shape uh, in the bore of the piston when it's manufactured so that we can take the stresses out of the part and make the part last longer. Um, so that's one of them. Um, we've dabbled with some additive manufacturing. We've, we've machined some of the first 
um, printed pistons, and we are also dabbling in some other materials on the piston side as well. That's really cool. That, that's pretty amazing. You know, Joey, we talk a lot of times about, look, if someone has an issue, um, obviously it's great to tear that down and find out what caused the issue and replicate the issue. I almost want to turn that around to the opposite. You know, when, when you hit on something that works, obviously you're trying things that you think, hey, I'm going to get more power here or, or something like that. How do you determine what did work, if that makes sense? Well, that's kind of where you have to be careful on making too many changes at once. Um, so if, if you're going to do a, a piston change or cylinder head or manifold or camshaft, you know, we spend a lot of extra hours on, uh, you know, running the engine on the dyno, ripping it apart, uh, making a piston only change. And so you'll know what it does. And a lot of times then we'll put it in the boat or car. Uh, so we know that that either affected it good or bad. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Uh, you know, Brian, on your end of things, um, how important is it to see these parts again after they come out of the engine and, you know, really even get to take them back and analyze? Oh, it's very important. Uh, I mean, that's how we learn, you know, I mean, even if you have a dyno facility and you can, you know, check certain things yourself on your end as a manufacturer, you're never going to have an opportunity to test all the variations of engines that everybody has in the in the, all the different markets that we manufacture for. So we rely on the customer feedback very heavily in order to make sure that we're, we're marching in the right direction and doing the things that we need to do to be confident in all of those uh, areas. So basically, um, you know, the part, it tells you the whole story. At the end of the day, you get it back, you measure it, you, you just keep doing it over and over again. Uh, that's one thing that I try to make sure the customers realize when you're ordering a custom part, it's a custom part. So you have an opportunity every single time to supply us with feedback, to send parts back, to communicate. You just have to make sure you think ahead and you give yourself and ourselves enough time to analyze the information and put together uh, um, a good map on how to move forward and and take the right steps in order to get them what they're looking for take us through the process uh, a little bit if i'm an engine builder out there and i'm looking to uh, get involved in maybe more development and what i'm putting into my engines and for my customers and all of that and i want to contact you guys at cp carrillo what is the process what do we go through what steps does it take <laughs> Well, I think nowadays there's a there's a variety of ways to reach out. I mean, obviously we have our phone line, our 949-5679000. We've got sales at cpcarillo.com. We've got our social media outlets and all that type of stuff. Once you get a hold of somebody here, um, we work real tight between sales and engineering to make sure that we're all on the same page and we'll take parts that have been sent in to be analyzed and will you know if, it, if it's a part that we've made here before and it's been used and we want to better that design then we basically send it into the QA lab uh, we'll analyze it whether it's you know looking at hardness measuring ring groove flatness verifying wear on on the skirts of the piston uh, verifying that the clearances are what they were and what the, what we intend on them to be, uh, and just make sure that the that the dimensional checks are similar to what they were when they left. And if they aren't, 
that kind of tells us what happened in the engine and that tells us how we can make changes moving forward. So once we do that, we log all that data, it goes into the system, and then we have the ability to utilize that when we're designing the new part. If we have that alongside customer feedback, then that tells us, okay, hey, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna make more power with this thing. This is what happened last time. These are the changes we're gonna make. We raced here before, now we're gonna race somewhere else. And uh, the more information, the better. So uh, when that design goes up on the screen and we analyze it thoroughly, then we have the ability to, to send that off to the customer and convey all that information and get some feedback and make sure that there's no misunderstanding and they know what our purpose and goal is with the new design. And then we can release that with confidence and, and go through that again. And it, it's kind of a never ending process in the world of custom pistons. Yeah, it sounds very thorough, which is a good thing. Joey, I'm curious on your end, uh, circling back to being actually at the racetrack and having customers there, um, but also sometimes being their competitor and everything like that. How, how do you manage that? And, um, you know, how much of an endorsement is it, especially if you're out there bringing fast race cars too? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a plus in, a, in the sense that uh, if we're out there setting records and, and uh, doing well, then the, our competitors are going to want to come to us and, and, uh, you know, and I assure them and I tell them they're going to get exactly what we have. And, and then they get to see what we're capable of running. And if, if we do an engine for them and, and uh, it doesn't run as well, then, of course, we know we got other work to do on the, the boat or chassis or whatever it might be. Um, so that's a big plus, uh, you know, when we're there actually running our own stuff. Yeah, I think that's great. And, and look, I, I say this all the time to people, too, um, you know racers can speak to racers in a, yeah. a way that you know people who don't race just simply can't and and in, in a lot of ways won't ever be able to and you know brian even getting back to you guys cp carrillo showing up at the racetrack and understand that racer language it's one thing for me to call you on monday it's another thing for you to have been there on saturday right definitely it's uh it's a lot of fun too, you know, I mean, it, it makes you really understand what we're doing here Monday through Friday. And uh, we've actually had instances where we've got engineers that work here at the company and maybe they hadn't been to the racetrack and we took them out to the racetrack. And one particular time we, we sat him on the, on the starting line in between two fuel cars because he was designing our aluminum rod program. So, you know, that uh, that kind of shows you what you got going on. I, I I hope he was ready for what he was about to experience with that. That's uh that's pretty awesome. You know, and, and on your end too, uh, Joey. I mean, again, it's one thing for me to describe what I'm feeling or what I want to feel. It's another thing for you to to be there to hear it to see what they're doing and all of those other things, right? Yeah, that's that's it. I mean, you can talk about it all day, but to actually be there and watch whether it's a, a drag car, drag boat. Uh, it, it's pretty awesome uh, for, you know, people that are at the shop working, not being involved with it. Like, you know, me and Brian are pretty lucky to be out there. So that's pretty neat for, for people that aren't really involved to be able to come out and check it out. How fast is development happening? Say on your end, Joey, uh, you know, if, if you've designed a new set of heads and you've got with Brian and the folks at CP, you know, is this something that, um, you know, it, it might be what you're building for a season or by the time you get to the end of the season, could you be on like revision 10? Yeah, you know, it depends. But, uh, you know, for us, 
typically by the time we design something, you know, I'm always uh, pushing extra hours. I work late hours to get my end done. Um, and sometimes I'm even a little behind when uh, I start the process with Brian on getting him information. But, but typically, um, you know, when we do a new development, send the head in, get it scanned. I mean, typically within a couple, two to three weeks, they're ready to start uh, producing the part. So it can go fairly quick. But then, of course, there's design changes through the year. And one of the things, too, like I'm really big on lightening everything uh, beyond what the capabilities are. And, and we know going in that I'll push uh, Brian to lighten it more than what it's probably capable of. But that's the cool thing about working with them is they'll, they'll build it. I take responsibility if it fails. Um, and then if we do see a part crack or something that we're not happy with or stuff's moving around, they work with us and they'll make the changes because that's what I want, right, wrong, or indifferent. Um, yeah. They're willing to, to step up and go the extra mile to help me get what I'm after. Not Joey right. definitely pushes the envelope with the lightning conversation. <laughs> 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 I, I think that's fantastic, though. I actually love that, you know, pushing into the limits and everything. Um, you know, I, I think that's great. But, you know, heck on Brian, you're in. Uh, boy, what a great way to learn and develop as well, especially when Joey's putting himself on the hook for it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's a special relationship we have. And he he pretty much nailed it on the head. At the end of the day, everybody's learning. And, uh, you know, sometimes you got to break some eggs to make an omelet. And, and that's what Joey does. He breaks eggs. So. <laughs> I like that. Hey, look, it, it's a it, look when it, when everything goes right, it's easy. Uh, when everything goes wrong, you learn and, uh, and you make things better, um, as things move along, uh, Joey on your end too. I mean, look, you talk about lightning parts or anything. Are there any things that you run into at least for the series uh, of the engines that you're building that might actually have rules on that? Like, are, are you sometimes limited by the rule book on how far you can push that? Oh yes, for sure. In the pro stock world, there's a, there's a weight limit on, on what you can do. Um, and we try to get it right on the edge of within a gram or two being overweight so we don't get disqualified. But, uh, but yes, definitely a lot of classes have uh, limits on uh, rings, sizes, uh, weight. Um, there's, you know, dome sizes, compression ratios, things like that. So, but we are always pushing it to the limit. Yeah, I think that see, and that's what racers do, uh, which is a great thing, and and especially finding a better way for all of those things and uh, and everything that you do. You know, Brian, we're talking about uh, you know just technology continuing to grow and everything that you guys are doing at CP Carrillo, and you know especially with builders like Joey and uh, and all of the other people and bringing in the new technology. And again, um, I know there are a lot of things coming good for the future too in continuing that just tell us about the philosophy a little bit of cp i mean we've seen a little bit of what you showed us and you talked a little bit about where you're going but you know is it a pretty aggressive philosophy of hey if there's new tech that is going to help people let's let's go after it uh definitely we we want to be a leader in technology and we have a variety of resources to do that um, at the end of the day, we need to continue to be able to supply and manufacture parts on a daily basis for all the existing customers and make sure that we can keep the, the monies going to support everything that we intend on doing and growing. Um, it's a fine line uh, between catering to existing clientele and making sure everything's going smooth, growing, 
learning, uh, doing better and investing in the right areas to try to figure out how to, how to do things, you know, equally as important as each other. And um, it's a fine line and, and we've learned a lot. You know, we've, we've developed quite a lot of products. I think the diversity of products that we offer shows that, um, you know, we're, we're all over. We do a little bit of aircraft stuff. We do, um, you know, the two stroke, the four stroke, we do the OEM, uh, everything from top fuel to supercross and in between. So, um, you know, we just got to be diligent and, and smart about how we move forward. And uh, I think, I think we're doing a pretty good job of it. Yeah, I think that's great. On your end, Joey, um, from what Brian was telling me, you have a pretty impressive facility uh, with all of the right tools to not just build, but also to analyze as well. Um, again, what benefit that is to your customer base, I would imagine, uh, is almost immeasurable, especially considering the fact that you're doing your own heads and different things like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're constantly putting new equipment in. You know, one of the things that works with with piston design and, and making more power with pistons is obviously the cylinder heads hones have come a long way um you know we just put a new rattler hone in which which you know we're constantly developing uh different different hones and and ring packages which will help you know piston seal ring seal uh piston design and so along with that we're constantly you know on edge trying new stuff as well to to try to benefit the whole package um, and so all that put together, um, is, is, you know, a benefit to everybody. Yeah, I, I think that's great. And again, it's just, it's amazing to think of where we are today and how many different things that you can do. And just talking to both of you and, uh, in the cohesiveness between an engine builder and a parts manufacturer, like what CP Carrillo is doing and just how well things can work together and, and doing all of that. And I mean, honestly, uh, it's incredible to think that with some of the same limitations that we have with rule books and different things like that, how you can still keep finding new things i think that's what uh, always impresses me like have we not figured it out by now and, and I'm sure the obvious <laughs> answer is well heck no if, if we have we don't need to keep doing this right right it's a it, it's a never-ending process of learning and understanding and communication and customer support and uh just developing our own company as well it, it's uh it's a really fun scenario that we're in and, and this industry is fun. It's, it's a nice to have industry. Um, and it's a, it's a blessing that we're still providing these parts to the customers. And after everything that we've gone through over the last decade and up and down and watching the market and, and how it's changed and, and trying to make sure that we can capitalize and stay one step ahead. It's um, it's quite quite an endeavor. That is awesome. Well, Brian, Joey, thank you so much for giving time. A, a true education here, which was great, and uh, and really an eye-opening experience about really what is possible out there as well, and uh, and where things are moving to just um, make things better for racers. So, thank you all very very much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Appreciate it. <laughs> You're very welcome. What a great webinar. So thank you so much for your time today. This session has been recorded. It will be posted later on the ePartRed platform, distributed through our newsletters and social media channel. 
Uh, next week, we will be hosting PRC and we will be talking oil pumps technologies. In the meantime, please go on the ePortrait platform to check uh, CP's uh, products uh, um, on the homepage. And if you need any more updates or information, just go to ePortrait.com. So again, thank you very much for being with us today. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. ePartrade is a digital platform that we've created basically to make life easier in the business community of auto racing. ePartrade, there is no e-commerce. It's literally a connection just like at a trade show. So now, any time of the year, a buyer could reach out to a supplier. When you see a product that you're interested in, all you need to do is click on request more information. And then from there, it is forwarded directly to the buyer or to the supplier. ePartrade really eliminates having to travel, closing down your shop. Now you have a place to showcase globally your racing product and technology. Land speed record holder George Poteet's speed demon rocketed 481 miles per hour at the Bonneville Salt Flats. You don't go that fast without ARP fasteners. There is no way that we could go the speed that we've gone, the number of times we've gone, with a lesser quality bolt than ARP supplies to us. And we absolutely wouldn't be where we were today if it weren't for ARP. When failure is not an option, it's ARP-Bolts.com. We're Performance Plus Global Logistics. Our team of dedicated performance industry and logistics experts get valuable cars and components to the track on time in top condition. We provide expedited logistics solutions for the performance industry using direct routes instead of deferred options and communicate all necessary information to the appropriate resources to meet regulations and ensure a smooth transit and secure delivery, both domestically and internationally. And we exceed customer expectations by providing best-in-class service with an efficient and cost-effective system in place. Contact us today to book your next shipment. You work as hard as your truck. And you have no time for downtime. That's why more truck owners trust Blue Def, America's number one diesel exhaust fluid brand. Each batch is guaranteed pure, so you can avoid costly repairs caused by inferior DEF. Demand America's best for your truck. Blue Def and Blue Def Platinum. Put trust in your truck. With ShopMonkey, we've been able to grow the shop by 20% in gross sales since implementing it in the shop. Everything that we were doing before has been sped up with ShopMonkey. All of our parts ordering, all of our approvals, all of our mechanics knowing what to do next. And I've had friends that are in the trade that own shops ask about ShopMonkey and I highly recommend it just because of easy use. There's nothing like it with that kind of platform. With roots in the Midwest that date back well before the Model T, Fifth Third Bank has a long history of serving the needs of automotive companies. While much has changed over the years, our passion for helping businesses put cars on the road and on the track has not. Today, we are more committed than ever as a member of SEMA, a founding member of PRI, and a sponsor of multiple race teams across several racing series. For over a decade, Fifth Third Bank has been a staunch supporter of our industry and a great partner for many companies in the motorsports field. Our business has been growing extremely fast and really we could not be where we are today without Fifth Third. They provided amazing strategic advice, the capital we need to support our phases of growth. 
they are true partners for me now. And what they do with their involvement in motorsports is untouched in this community. Where can we take your business? Fifth Third Bank.